Have you ever heard your name whispered when no one else is around? And just what lived in a little girl's closet? Stay tuned to find out. The Nun's Bad Habit Nottingham, UK, 1970s A family lived here in a house that was said to have been built over the former grounds of an old cemetery and orphanage. There were not supposed to be any graves under the construction as, when these areas are built over, generally graves are moved to another location. Although they lived there for many years, Carly, the young daughter of the family, who was about four years old at the time, continuously told her parents that she kept seeing a lady in the house. At first they ignored it as a child's nonsense talk, but when over a sustained period of time, Carly kept telling her parents they took notice. When they asked her who the lady was, Carly responded that she didn't know, but that the lady she kept seeing was dressed like a nun. As time went on, this nun would appear to Carly over and over again, and eventually Carly started to get annoyed. She wanted it to stop. She was getting older, and she kept seeing the same thing. The family soon started to take Carly's claim a little bit more seriously and started to look for answers. Eventually, they found a link to the location of their house and the likely identity of the nun that Carly kept seeing. The nun's name was Mary Potter, and she had apparently founded the site many, many years ago. Identifying a possible link, however, did not make it go away, but as the years went on, the occurrences changed a little bit. Carly grew older and started to tell her parents that something was happening inside her cupboard in her room at night. The family, now used to Carly's claims, asked her what was happening. Carly told them that something was coming out of her cupboard at night and that she was so afraid that she wanted to change bedrooms. As a temporary measure, she found a strong leather belt and tied the two handles of the cupboard up tightly so they could not be opened. The parents believed that this would somehow prevent her being scared. But Carly still refused to sleep there anymore, and she then swapped rooms with one of her older brothers, Kenneth. Kenneth was not afraid of sleeping in that room and thought his sister was being dramatic over nothing. <laughs> it was not long at all before something strange happened to Kenneth. One night, Kenneth was awoken by a banging noise. He jumped up and looked over at the cupboard, which was shaking. The cupboard doors moved forward slightly, as if someone were trying to push them open from the inside, but couldn't quite get them open because of the belt. The foot of Kenneth's bed was actually up against the doors of the cupboard as well, and he could feel and hear the doors banging against the foot of his bed. The banging continued for some time and terrified him. He said it was clearly as if someone was trying to get out. After that, Kenneth did not sleep in that room either. Ashes, Milpera, New South Wales, around 2002. Gary told me this story with a heavy heart and confided that it had bothered him for many years. Gary was living with his parents at the time and in their house there had never been any strange activity. In fact, the paranormal was far from the first thing on their minds. No one in the house had ever had anything strange happen to them all their lives. This was until some time after his grandfather passed away and was cremated. His ashes were kept in the family home in an urn and were placed safely and lovingly in a secure place. 
One night, Gary invited a friend over for a few drinks, and by the end of the night, in his own words, they were almost blind drunk. In this state, they decided that they wanted to see what the ashes in the urn looked like. They opened the urn with as much care as they could, considering their intoxication, and looked in at the urn. There was nothing particularly interesting inside, but it dawned on them what they had done, and so they resealed the urn carefully and put it back into place. Gary regretted it, but added that he believes that he did not spill any of his grandfather's ashes. The problem was that from then on, the family who had never experienced anything strange would frequently hear footsteps through the house. Gary and his family noticed that the footsteps were not single, slow movements like the natural movement of floorboards, but that they were rapid and deliberate steps as if someone was stomping through the house. Another thing that began happening from that point onwards was that when you sat in the lounge room or on the veranda, you could hear the light switches in the kitchen being flicked on and off when no one was in the kitchen. Gary admitted to me that he regretted opening the urn and hoped that in doing so he hadn't disturbed the spirit of his grandfather. Strange Happenings Woodcroft, New South Wales, around 2005 Jane confided in me a story of a house that she once lived in. She and her husband moved into this house and were keen to live there for the next few years. They were planning on having children and to grow their family there, as they particularly liked the area and the house. They had many family and friends who would visit often, but some of the visitors would visit once or twice and then be put off visiting again. People would continuously complain to Jane about the house and the strange things that would happen to them there. Visiting children used to complain of hearing something whistling in their ears and described it as long, drawn-out whistling. Also, Jane's husband Paul would often complain to her that when she was not around, he would hear extremely loud crashing and banging noises in the adjacent rooms, but when he would investigate, he would find nothing out of the ordinary. Jane admitted at first that she would laugh these experiences <laughs> off as she'd never had anything like that happen to her. This was until one day something did happen to her. She was pregnant with their first child, and she was lying in bed to try to get some rest. She suddenly heard a long drawn out whistling noise made right into her ear. She jumped up from the bed in fear and ran to find her husband. A few weeks later, Jane and Paul were talking in one room of the house, and the topic of conversation was as to what the eerie things that kept happening in the house were. It's worth noting that although they were in Australia, they were not speaking in English to each other. Her husband then asked, in their language, if she thought there was a spirit in the house. No sooner had he asked the question than a picture frame fell off a dresser onto the floor all by itself. Perhaps the question had been answered. Quiet Whispers The Rocks, New South Wales, 1999-2001 Like many a bar, there are stories here of a bar that is fabled to be haunted. Whether or not this is true, it had no relevance to some staff members who worked here as they strongly believed it due to all the occurrences there. Throughout the time that any staff member worked there, there would always be strange happenings. New staff would soon experience them, 
and the old staff had some stories to tell. I had spoken to a few of the staff there and they described these events as mostly happening after the bar had closed. Even the bar managers would hear steps in the back room creaking as if somebody was coming down them. However, they did not seem to be random creaking noises that old wooden stairs might make. They seemed to be deliberate and real steps. The creaking footsteps would start at the top of the stairs and make their way downstairs. Other things began to happen. A glass might fall off the bar by itself. A light might switch off by itself. The floor might creak in a certain way as if somebody were walking on it. Or the hair on the backs of the staff members' necks would stand up for no reason. The occurrences were mostly limited to that kind of thing for a very long time and did not escalate until one particular night. Samantha was balancing the money at the end of the night after closing. She soon heard some of that creaking down the stairs. It was by now a familiar but still unsettling sound, but she continued counting the money and recording the night's takings anyway. The creaking footsteps stopped, and the place was deadly silent for a time. A few moments later, she heard her own name clearly whispered into her ear by a strange voice. She turned startled to look around, but there was no one there. She turned cold and screaming and crying, she ran out of the bar to the street. She was so scared and couldn't comprehend what had happened that she admitted having to undergo counselling after the incident. Staff at this bar now refuse to stay behind by themselves anymore at the end of the night. When they leave, they all leave together. It may seem crazy to you, but this is their reality, their experience, and to them it's real. Thanks for joining me and don't forget to listen in next time for more chilling true tales. If you'd like to subscribe, that would be fantastic and you won't miss another episode. If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.